Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for May 25th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled God's Grace in Our Faith. This is part 22 of the series. That means we've been in this thing for over a month. And the title of today's message is Jesus Restored Grace. I think people sometimes don't realize or understand that there was grace before the, the law was introduced. And so there was grace even in the old covenant. And then the law was introduced and we were under the law. And then Jesus came and he restored us to this covenant of grace. And because of Jesus now, we get to walk in the fullness of the calling wherewith, wherewith we are called, empowered by the Holy Spirit to do what we could never do without him. Let's get ready for the word this morning. Open up your heart to receive. All right, so let's get into the word. This is God's grace in our faith, part 22. Jesus restored us to grace. I'm going to explain what I mean by that here in a minute, but let's look at our scriptures. John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. The Bible says, the word became flesh and he dwelt among us. And we were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father full of grace and truth. John 1 and 17 says, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 5 and 10 says, yesterday we looked at Galatians 5, but we stopped at verse 9. Let me read to you Galatians 5 and verse 10. The Apostle Paul says, deep in my heart, I have faith that the Lord Jesus, the anointed one who lives in you, will bring you back around to the truth. He was like, man, I'm trying to, I, I gave you the grace of God, the message of God's grace. Someone has led you astray. I'm praying that the grace of God, the peace of God, the anointing, Jesus, the Holy Spirit will bring you back around to the truth. And I'm convinced that those who agitate you, whoever they are, will be brought under God's judgment. He was like, man, you know, whoever those people are that led you astray, may they be judged by God and God alone. So what does this mean for you today on this Wednesday morning? I have three things to share with you as we're building upon what we've been teaching. And we're learning so much about the grace of God, uh, learning so much really about the new covenant. And as I'm adding to and adding to and adding to what I've been teaching and building upon line upon line, line upon line, line precept upon precept, I pray that you've been growing in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I have three things to share with you in this morning. Here's number one. Here we go. May you come around to the truth concerning the grace of God. Paul was saying, listen, these people, I taught them the grace of God. Then they got the law mixed with grace. And he's praying that they come back around to the truth. So here's my first point. May you come around to the truth concerning the grace of God. Here we go. The apostle Paul was clearly frustrated. He was frustrated with the believers in Galatia. He visited them early in his ministry. He preached the gospel of grace, God's amazing, unearned, undeserved favor. And Jews and Gentiles were both converted to Christianity. And then later after he left, you know, the Jewish converts started putting the requirements of the law on the non-Jewish converts. Basically, they were adding law to grace. And Paul said in Galatians 5 and 6, religious obligations. Look at me. I want to, I want to make sure you hear what the Bible says. Religious obligations can benefit you nothing. All that matters now is living in faith. And this faith, faith is activated and brought to perfection or to maturity by the love of God. And then he went on to say in verse 9, Galatians 5 and 9, don't you know that when you allow a, a little lie, like a little lie or a little leaven 
a little bit of lie down into your heart, it can permeate your entire belief system. Just like a little bit of leaven or a little bit of yeast permeates through a whole batch of dough, a little lie or a little bit of law in your heart is going to permeate and infect your entire belief system. We dealt with that yesterday. So the lie that the Apostle Paul was talking about, or the leaven or the yeast, is adding the law to the grace of God. Adding the law or your works as a requirement for righteousness. See, there's a lie that you have to do right to be right with God. Once you're born again, you're in Christ and Christ is in you, then you are the righteousness of God by faith. That doesn't mean that your, that your actions don't matter. You're still going to reap whatever you sow. But as it relates to righteousness, you're not right because of what you do and you're not right because of what you fail to do. You're only right because of what Jesus did. So there's a difference between performing to be right and be and performing because you are right. So I'm not performing to be right with God. I do what I do because I'm already the righteousness of God by faith. So when you place your faith in Jesus and in his finished work, and you believe that you're already righteous because of him, now you do what you do because you are who you are, not not because you're trying to become somebody. And then in verse 10, what we read today, the apostle Paul says, deep in my heart, I have faith that the Lord Jesus, the anointed one who lives in you, he will bring you back around to the truth. So in this series, I'm teaching the grace of God and I'm hoping that I can bring you back around to the truth. I pray that like the Galatians, you, you open up your heart to the grace and to the favor of God. See, righteousness is not a matter of Jesus and righteousness is a matter of Jesus only. Let me say that again. As it relates to your right standing with God, it's not Jesus and, it is Jesus only. The truth is that we all are, once we're born again, in Christ, and we are who we are in Christ and in Christ alone. Now, we don't do what we do to be right. We do what we do because Jesus already made us right in him. You got it? All right, I'm adding to it. I'm adding to it. All right, number two, God's freedom is the truth. And so, you know, you've heard it said from John 8, uh, when you're, you know, it's, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free or set you free. The freedom of the gospel of grace is the truth. Jesus set the Israelites free from the curse of the law. Those that were under the law, and if you're not an Israelite, it was never even, even written for you in the first place. But for those that it was written for, Jesus set those people free from the curse of the law because he became a curse for them. Jesus also made a way for us, non-Jews. We were never entangled with the yoke of bondage of the law to walk in true freedom. And he enfolded us into the blessing of Abraham as well. So now we're free. So he set the people that were under the law free from the law, and he enfolded us into the blessing, but not to be under the law. So if Jesus made you free, then why would you want to willingly subject yourself to something that he delivered you from? This is the thing. Like, I mean, like, and and of course, it's because people have not been taught. But I'm just saying the only reason that you could willingly subject yourself to something that Jesus set you free from is because you don't know the truth. So what I've been sharing with you is the truth concerning the word of God, grace and truth. Jesus came full of grace 
and full of truth. Jesus did not redeem you from the bondage of the law so that you can continue to live under the penalty of the law. Jesus died so you could be free. So in Christ Jesus, say, say this, say I'm free. Put that in the chat. I'm free. I'm free right now. In Christ Jesus, you're free. You're free to become the man, the woman that God called you to be from the foundations of the world. In Christ Jesus, you're connected to the Father directly by the Holy Spirit. You, you don't have to go through any intermediary, any intercessor. You don't have to go to anybody to pray for you. You can pray directly to the Father. The Father is a spirit and you're connected to him spirit to spirit. So the Holy Spirit is your direct connection to the Father. And so you can receive wisdom, insight, revelation, knowledge, and understanding straight from heaven. You get downloads from heaven through the Holy Spirit because you're born again. So in Christ Jesus, once you're born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, covered by the blood of Jesus, then all bets are off. All limits are gone. All, all human boundaries have been removed. Now it's all about God. He lives in you and he gives you the words and he performs the work and he will lead you and guide you and direct you and he will favor you. It's all about him. Put that in the chat. It's all about him. He will favor you. He will open doors for you that no man can close. He will close doors for you that no man can open. He will raise up people to use their power, their Ability, their influence and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. It's all about him. This is the supernatural life that we're called to live. It's not about you trying to comply with a bunch of laws. It's about you submitted to the Holy Spirit, living in the freedom where Jesus died to set you free. This is how the supernatural becomes natural to you. This is how heaven is manifested on the earth in, with, and through your life. You are living on this planet but you're living in sync with heaven because you have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is revealing to you what heaven is saying in this season so that you can experience heaven on earth. So what I'm teaching in this series, how to live the grace life, how to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you and direct you, how to live the supernatural life that God is destined for you to live. This has nothing to do with a bunch of rules and that has everything to do with living in harmony with the Holy Spirit. See, once you're born again, you're free. You are free in God. You're free from the bondage of sin. You're free from the fear of death. You're even free from the limits of your humanity. You are free to be who it is that God has called you to be in this season for such a time as this. Jesus made us free. And then in Galatians 5 and 1, let me read to you what Paul said. So Christ Jesus has set us free. Now make sure you stay free. And don't get entangled again in the slavery or the yoke of bondage, which is the law. So he says, now Jesus sets you free. Come on, guys. Make sure you stay free. <laughs> don't entangle yourself again with the yoke of bondage, which is the law. Now, I don't know about you, but whenever I used to, for whatever reason, when I heard, don't entangle yourself again with the yoke of bondage, I thought the Bible was talking about don't go back and sin again, right? Don't The yoke of bondage to me was always sin until I really read Galatians 5 in context. So in context, the apostle Paul is not talking about sin. He's talking about the law. He said that the yoke of bondage is the law, not sin. And so basically, let me give you the Rick Pena version of what I believe that Paul was saying. Paul was saying, Jesus made you free. You are now free in Christ. You're in Christ and Christ is in you. You have God's spirit. You are free in him. There's nothing you can't do because God is on you. So please don't go back to living like a religious person 
who's focused on a bunch of rules. That's like the Rick Pena version, right? I mean, come on. Like Jesus made you free. I hope that you get this. Like the Holy Spirit is on you, in you, with you, and for you, and Christ made you free. Open up your heart to the freedom that Jesus gave you. Number three, and finally, last point for today, Jesus restored us to what Adam had before the fall. I think some people don't understand how amazing it was for Adam before he sinned, before the fall. In Genesis, before the fall of man, Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. Adam walked with God and God walked with him. Adam had kingdom, dominion, power, and authority over this planet. Adam's charter was to extend heaven to the earth. Adam was in charge of everything. God, It took it took God six day, uh, five days to create everything that he created on the earth. And on the sixth day, God created man and put him in charge of everything. And so he didn't have to work for it. He didn't have to deserve it. He, he didn't have to earn anything by the sweat of his brow. Everything was given to Adam and it was given to him by grace. It was free. It was unearned. It was unmerited. It was undeserved. God gave everything to Adam and then God gave Adam his spirit and then God clothed Adam with the glory of God. He was a human conduit of the divine. Adam never went to school. He never received an education. What he received on a daily basis was revelation. So he got revelation from God on a daily basis. He was a human conduit of the divine. He was the channel through which heaven was manifesting itself on this planet. It was happening through Adam. Adam had no limits. He was so supernatural that he didn't even realize that he was naked. He was he was clothed with the glory of God. And this was what was happening before the fall. It happened before the fall and before the law. So this is a picture of what Jesus came to redeem you to. Jesus did not redeem you to Abraham. Jesus did not redeem you to Moses. Jesus redeemed you all the way back to Adam. When you're born again, you, like Adam, can live the life that you're focused on being led by the Holy Spirit so that you can perform God's will on this planet. And don't think that it has anything to do with rules. And please don't think when I talk about the grace of God, that, that and I'm saying you're free. Oh, well, Rick, does that mean I can sin? Well, if you're thinking that way, I have to question your salvation. I mean, if you're thinking that way, uh, if then maybe you're not being led by the Holy Spirit. If you're led, led by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God will never lead you contrary to the Word of God. And so, you no, you're not going to live a life of sin. If you're, if you're thinking that way, then there's something wrong with your walk. You, you got to be connected to God and be led by the Holy Spirit. When you're led by the Holy Spirit, you're never, you, you won't even have the desire to do it. The Spirit of God will lead you into the center of God's will. The Holy Spirit will lead you to maximize your purpose and potential. The purpose and potential he placed inside of you before the world began. So listen, I'm going to stop here for today. Obviously, I'll flow in this vein again tomorrow. But I want you to know that Christ Jesus died to, to set you free. And so you can walk in the freedom that Jesus has provided for you. You are free through the Holy Spirit to receive and to walk in everything that God has called for, for you to, to receive and to walk in in this season. Amen. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die in my place. Jesus paid a debt that he did not owe at a price I couldn't even pay. He did it for me. I have accepted Jesus as my Lord. I am born again. I'm filled with your spirit. I am now redeemed all the way back to Adam. I walk with you. You walk with me. You are on me. You, you are in me. You are with me. And you are for me. I say what you tell me to say. I go where you want me to go, and I do what you want me to do when I get there. I'm spirit-led in all things. You live in me, 
you work through me, you go before me, and my life is all about you. So I'm no longer just a mere human. I am naturally supernatural. And I boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you are not getting these messages, you're not getting my notes, go to todaysword.org. You get the notes for free. Click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Uh, if you do me a favor, two things, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Also, leave, um, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. And if you love this content and you're interested in more direct content uh, from Isabella and I, please check out patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.